I find that when I'm alone and when I'm in meditation is, you know, when I feel like I am the most present with myself, maybe not others, but definitely the most present with, with myself. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. I have been waiting for months for this product to come out and it's finally here, the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Focus Shot. Four Sigmatic has always believed in seeking energy through nutrient-dense foods, sleep hygiene, movement, and hydration. So when they came up with this product as an alternative to all those gnarly energy drinks that are out there, I was so excited. This is the first ready-to-drink product that promotes focus and energy without all the gnarly ingredients. You can sip half of the bottle of Lion's Mane and Guayusa with a powerful pineapple taste from only real ingredients, no artificial sweeteners or flavors are allowed. I can drink half of the bottle in the morning and then half in the afternoon, and it doesn't make me feel weird and jittery in the afternoon. Go to foursigmatic.com and use the promo code radicallyloved, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D, to get a special discount on all the Four Sigmatic products. Back to our show. Hey listeners, we need your support. Help us by subscribing and rating to this podcast. Send us a snapshot of your review or comment and we will send you a very special Radically Loved gift. Send your comment to info at radicallyloved.com. You can also click on the show notes here on this podcast for more information. If you want to be part of our community, please click the link to our private Facebook group, on the show notes of this particular podcast so you can be the first to hear of upcoming trainings, retreats, and special Radically Loved events. Thanks so much for listening. Krista and Lindsay are the hosts of the iTunes top rated The Almost 30 podcast. They talk about all things health and wellness, entrepreneurship, self-development, humor, and most importantly, honesty. I've been a longtime listener of their podcast and had the opportunity to have them on our show and have a conversation about the things that are currently important to them, the importance about building community, the importance about feeling empowered and what to do when we feel imposter syndrome. This conversation couldn't come at a better time and I am just so grateful for both of these girls and the community that they've created and I'm so excited to share 
this conversation with all of you. Here is Krista and Lindsay. Krista and Lindsay, I am so excited to have you guys on. Um, These are two of the most amazing hosts on the top iTunes rated Almost 30 podcast, which is one of my favorites. And um, I've listened to your podcast probably for the last year. And I, number one, I love the topics that you guys talk about. And I like your guys' laughter. So um, sometimes it's like when I listen to your guys' (laughs) podcast and I'm like, oh, it just, it makes me feel like I'm one of the girls. And so I'm really excited to have you guys on. Thank you for being here. Oh, Rosie, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, Yeah, we love... We love thinking that everyone's laughing along with us too. And um, yeah, we've had some like really interesting and not so um, easy conversations in the last few months, but it's been really beautiful to like hold space for everyone else who wants to be having these conversations. And, you know, we're not doing it perfectly, as you know. And so like, it's just nice to just be ourselves and explore like how we can do better and how we can know more and um yeah just like make the world a little bit better (laughs) in that way yeah yeah and so in your guys's journey to create and cultivate this community um what have you noticed about yourselves that has been the most surprising thing and i'd love to hear from both of you guys Hmm. Um, this is Krista. Um, I think, and I'm pausing just because, you know, doing the podcast has been such a learning experience for both Lindsay and I, I mean, um, our podcasts go very deep and it provides an opportunity for me every time we have a conversation to reflect on my opinions, to reflect on my belief systems, to reflect on, um, you know, how I act every day in every relationship or how I'm showing up in the world. So it has changed me in every way in that sense. And it's really made me so much more self-aware, you know, of everything that I say and everything that I do, um, which is something that I have to work with on a daily basis, you know, cause it gets to a point where because we are in the public eye and because everything we're, we're saying is for everyone to consume or listen to, which mm-hmm. I love and I'm so grateful for. Um, but it's also like, there's more of a responsibility that I have and there's more, um, pressure, you know, for me to show up as someone that's going to be a positive, uh, force for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, it's helped me to listen more while we talk a lot on the podcast. I think like it just gives me similarly to Krista, it just gives me pause. Um, and thinking about how I grew up and how what I thought were very short, brief moments in time were really impactful to how I, um, relate to or react to a situation or an issue and being very kind to myself as, um, I learn more. Um, I'd like to believe that I'm doing the best that I can with what I know, but once you know more, you are pushed to do better. And so 
at times that's a little bit uncomfortable because you're just so used to what you've always done and what you've always known. So it's really nice to have Krista, to have a community that is also learning, um, and teaching us. I mean, we learn so much from our listeners. We learn so much from our guests. Obviously that's a huge part of our show. Um, so just to live in this state of constant learning is a teacher to me, you know, just (laughs) whenever I pull my, um, my like daily tarot pull nine times out of 10, I choose the student card. And, um, it's just a reminder, like, you know, letting people watch me learn, just being excited and joyful as I learn and play with it and, um, just be able to move through it in a way that, um, feels like me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really do. I, I really do love that you, you both really speak about this at length because this whole idea of, of evolving as, as a person, it's, it's like tough, it's tough work sometimes, you know, because we think we encounter certain obstacles in our lives and we think, oh, I just need to get through this move or I just need to get through this next relationship or I just need to get through this next task and and then things will be better. But it's, I think it's just that constant learning, that, that, that knowing and that remembrance of just always being a student, right? And, and having that outlook. Um, so I really, I really love that you're both very, uh, open to that. Um, has it always, have you both always been that open? I know that this is, um, you know, being, being open to like different esoteric things or different modalities of healing. Have you both always been this open or was there a time where you guys were maybe, uh, skeptical of I think things. Yeah. I think for me personally, I mean, I grew up in Ohio in a small town and, you know, I didn't know about anything, you know, the most far out thing was that my mom listened to NPR. Um, so, you know, it's always been in my blood and I've always been curious. I've always wanted to grow. I've always loved learning. I've always been someone that, Um, when I find something I'm interested in, I'm obsessed and I just can't get enough of it. Um, and I've always been someone that's very sensitive to, to different things. So as I've grown up and as I've, you know, been exposed to different places and I would say that travel has really been, um, part of the, um, I don't know if it's a catalyst because the catalyst would maybe be going vegetarian or vegan or meditation, but it's been a lot of like the inspiration for me to learn more and to, um, see more. Cause you know, you hear stuff like as an example, we were in Mexico a few weeks ago and you know, the news says Mexico is so dangerous right now and everything that's going on. But then you get there and everyone in the place where we were was so kind, so happy, so loving, so safe. And there's just so much going on that we don't know about. So um, travel was really something that started to open my eyes and started to make me not believe until I saw for myself um, and really be open to different experiences and different ways of growth. Uh, But the podcast, I mean, is just, you know, taken that to another level. And living in California really has really just given us every single opportunity to try all all of the things, um, which is so fun. Yeah. And I think, um, 
I also grew up kind of in a small town, but I was just always in kind of like these um, institutions where rules were a big thing. So I was kind of like a people pleaser, rule follower. So whether it was at home with my dad, who I love, but he's very strict and there was a lot of expectations and rules. And then going to a private Catholic school, nuns in every corner, eyes on you all the time. Um, and then just like the expectations in your extracurricular activities too. I mean, you'd go to like my dance school, I'd be there like five days a week and you had to be there early to do this and do that and just the expectations. So I was always kind of following what people expected of me. And I think that like kind of thwarted my, um, ability to be like a seeker when I was younger. So I wasn't actively seeking like the unknown. I was like chilling with what I knew and with what people, well, I was just kind of like comfortable. I was like, it was just, you know, I, I didn't really think outside of that box, but I think like the side of me that is really creative and weird, um, and who like made, grasshoppers her boyfriend when she was younger like she lives and like she's lived throughout so like it's funny now I I just got like the message the other day I was in like a a session with our friend Natalie Miles who you know yes and um and she referenced this very specific moment in time with my grandfather my grandfather was communicating with me he's like you need to be more playful and funny and weird like that on a more regular basis like I have like you know, waves when that comes through and I'm like, Oh, let me create this certain content or whatever it is. And I just kind of go for it and it's weird and it's whatever. But he's like, you need to be like that all the time and whatever you do, like just be a little bit more playful in that way. And it just really rang true because there is that side of me that is curious and explores and doesn't give a shit and, um, isn't worried about the audience that's going to see it or hear it or receive it. So, um, you know, that's been interesting as we, you know, become more, I guess, like well-known. Um, and so, you know, I'm just kind of learning to maintain that sense of curiosity, um, as like almost 30 becomes the entity and like living, breathing and thriving. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really got it down. I still have some of that people pleasing inside of me. Yeah. Um, don't we all like, I think we all have that. I think that's, yeah. that's, we all still have that, um, that people pleasing. Am I good enough? Am I doing the right thing? Um, type of, of thing. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know a couple of uh, friends of mine who are, you know, authors or, or influencers that are, uh, of a certain age where I feel like for them, like, oh, they probably have it all figured out. Like they're probably really mm. confident and they no longer have imposter syndrome. And it's, I mean, even in talking to them sometimes, yeah. you know, they're like, no, we still get that feeling. And so I, I don't, in a way, I almost feel like, is there a way for us to become friends with that? those feelings as opposed to feeling like we have to eradicate them, you know? For sure. I mean, I don't think we're feeling them for no reason. Um, I think, I think most of my life I've kind of been like 
being in theater and performer, I've always kind of been an imposter. So I think sometimes I'm good at, at faking it, but when it comes to really, truly, truly believing it, truly believing it, like I'm finding it, um, challenging, but, but it's, it's, it's happening. It's just slowly happening. It's a slow burn as you expand into who you were meant to be. Um, so I definitely think you can be friends with it and collaborate with it. Yeah. Krista, what about you? Yeah, I was just thinking too, um, when you guys were talking, uh, about it and for me, it's like right now, you know, almost 30, we're so like, we are so heads down with our work and we have been working so hard for, you know, two plus years that it's like, I don't even know what's really happening enough to analyze it. And I'm more of like a, I get when I'm alone, I'm very, um, like insecure or I'm very like judgmental of myself, but it's not necessarily in a way of wondering if I should be in certain rooms or not. You know, I definitely have situations where I've given pause and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm in this situation with these people or places. But it seems like, you know, from our experience, when we get into these rooms, like it does feel like they're just people and it does feel like they all have their things and having conversations with people that you feel like have it all together and they say, you know, that they're struggling or that they are having a hard time with this is just like sometimes dumbfounds me. I'm like, oh, I would have never thought that. So, you know, all we can do and all I try to do is just do my best about being very honest about the journey and being very honest about the struggles, whether it's related to my self-image or um, whatever it is. By being honest, I just hope that I can, you know, provide someone else inspiration to also to also do that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for for saying that. Um, I, I I have a question pertaining to to that. I think it it ties in somehow, and it's it's something I wanted to talk to you guys about as well. Um, being as you guys have have done uh, events, you guys did a tour uh, for the almost thirty, where you guys mm-hmm. did these incredible events, and you got to meet a lot of your listeners in person. I was on a tour last year with Yoga Journal. I was on the road for for about ten months, um, wow. and you know, we were doing this, uh, it was this project called the Live Be Yoga. And so we went to, it was about 30 cities in like 30 weeks or something. Um, and the idea was to explore the yoga culture in, in all these different rural cities uh, across the U.S. We started on the East Coast and ended on the West Coast. And actually, in fact, we ended in the middle of the country in, in Boulder, just outside of Denver. And we learned so much about uh, the community at large. Um, and we learned a lot about ourselves. And for me, particularly, I was, I was really struck by um, the level of, of love and desire to learn um, and, and people's uh, openness. But I was also struck by the current state of the country, right, that, that we're in, you know, um, there is a lot of disconnection. I don't like to say the word division because that's just like not part of what I want to perpetuate. I think that there's just a disconnection. And so um, you guys have both toured and I'm curious to hear um, what you guys learned on your um, on your travels and on your journey about not only just your community, but the communities uh, in, in the vicinities that you guys were in. 
Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, Lindsay and I have learned so much on our tour. Um, I think it's been definitely such a big part of our growth and seeing our community in person has completely changed the relationship that we have with them and with um, everyone that listens to the podcast. Um, And I feel like it's just, it was so, it wasn't so different in every city, but it did feel different in every city. Mm-hmm. You know, all the girls are so kind and warm. And I was, you know, one of the things that I was really struck by is how much Lindsay and I would freak out about, you know, the swag bags or, you know, the seating or the lighting, or, you know, we want everything to be perfect for everyone that comes to our events because experience and the environment means a lot to us. But the girls who came, you know, they just were so willing to help. They were so willing to, um, be there for one another and talk to strangers and, uh, speak kindly to, to one another. Um, so it really just, you know, blew me away and gave me hope for the women that we have in our community, but overall just for a lot of the people across the country. Um, I didn't know that, you know, I can meet so many women that I got along with that were smart and intelligent and driven um, and willing to help out, you know, a stranger, like I said, um, at all. So it really just gave me that complete hope. Uh, There was times, you know, where you do go to certain places and there are topics that um, maybe people haven't talked about, like meditation or um, you know, even like self-care, you know, that could be a foreign topic to a lot of people. But once you share that and once you sort of provide the permission or give them a little bit of a taste of of it, I think people are so willing and receptive. So um, we're just thankful that we can kind of start that conversation. I'm sure like you were um, just being put in the right place to these willing people that are excited to learn and listen. And I think that's really the key is extending a warm invitation to people. Um, with a non-judgmental tone, uh, where people do want to learn. So we're not going to go talking to people that aren't excited to hear what we have to say, or just, you know, have the conversation, you know, me and Lindsay aren't really talking at them, but we're having more of a conversation, but it's people that are willing to, to learn from us or just learn some of the information that we've gotten in LA and really take it and then hopefully spread it, you know, to their communities too. And I think um, some of the cities were so um, ready for these types of, of conversations, but hadn't really had them yet on a in a public um, venue. So it almost felt like, for example, like in Boston, which is where I went to college, and I know the city very well, and and I love that city. But it's almost as if like seventy women, like kind of found themselves like kind of floating to this little space that we created for them and like looked around and they were like, Oh my God, there's like more of me. Like they didn't realize that like there were other women that were interested in health and wellness that were interested in going a bit deeper in conversation rather than just talking about their Red Sox or whatever <laughs> they talk about. You know what I mean? Like I just I do feel like in certain cities, like there is a dominance in uh-huh. one way. So in Boston, for me, energetically, it just felt like beer, sports, business, right? And right. so for these women to be given the the permission 
to come together, to have these conversations, like you just saw it in their eyes. You're just like, whoa. So that blew me away in Boston. Um, I think it happened in New York. I mean, we brought in our friend Milana Snow for a large group Reiki healing, which was incredible. It was about 200 people that night. And you know, New York is a, is another place where it's like, go, 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 like never stop loud, loud. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in this beautiful, peaceful space with 200 other people who have similar interests and perhaps intentions. And it's like, oh, this exists, you know? So it was just like those little moments where people were like, oh my gosh, yeah, I experienced that too. Or wow, like I'm from that same hometown. Like I totally know what you mean. Or it, it was just beautiful to be witness, you know, be a witness to that. Wow. Yeah. And I think that this was one of the things that I really loved that you guys are about that you guys did because, you know, part of my, look, I love the, the digital world. I love to have this podcast. I love to listen to podcasts. I love to be able to communicate and, and spread, um, messages on a, on a bigger spectrum. But I really think that there is something to be said about the human to human connection, right? About us being able to actually sit in a circle or like be at an event together with like-minded people and, and to, to really understand more of who, who we really are. Um, so I love that this is something that you guys do because I, I feel like it's, it's so, it's such a beautiful way to really create that ripple effect. Like you're saying, it's like somebody might learn something, you know, about themselves and they're going to go out to their family or their community or their friends, and they're going to continue to spread that message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, God bless Instagram. I, it's, it's a, it can be a terrible place, but I have such, um, I'm so grateful for it, for, you know, the job opportunities it's provided me and a lot of the girls in our community and for connecting us with great people. But, um, you know, Lindsay and I, from the get, like we've never wanted this podcast to be completely about us. We've always wanted it to be very inclusive as much as we could be, um, and just have these, um, diverse conversations. So, uh, when we said we wanted to go on tour, we didn't know that it was going to be so impactful to meet these women in person and to hug every one of them and to see them and to um, listen to their stories. Because I feel like for a lot of our listeners and, you know, it's probably the case or maybe the case for, for yours as well, that they listen to us every week. So they listen to us for, you know, three to four hours every week, every Tuesday, Thursday. So it's kind of their opportunity to share you know, a little bit more about them with us and kind of share what's going on in their life and kind of make that exchange, um, together, make that energetic exchange in person because they feel like they know so much about our lives and what's going on with us. Um, so it just provides them like a, an opportunity to really kind of give back to us. And, um, we cry, I mean, I cry almost every event, you know, I do like, I just like start crying almost every event. It's kind of how it goes. And it just feels so good, you know, when these yeah. safe spaces with these women where a lot of times women are crying, you know, it's good tears and it's just emotional and, um, it just feels really safe and it just, it just always makes yeah. me feel so good about, mm -hmm. you know, 
society, I guess, when we're seeing so much negative in the news, you can go to one of our events or, you know, one of your events or retreats and just be reminded that there's so many good people that are curious, that are seeking, that are trying to do better. You know, it's, it's just such a, it's like, it's medicine. And we're living behind the mic a lot, obviously. So I mean, to meet people in person, it's just, it's the heartbeat of like what we do. It just helps. It reminds me like how alive what we're doing is. Cause sometimes like you just get into the routine of it all, but then this tour, that's why I'm like, we're kind of on a little hiatus from the tour. And I, I had a moment the other day, I was like, I miss tour. <laughs> I was like, I like like being out there. Like it feels so good, you know? And, um, so that's just like a beautiful reminder um, of why we do this. And then too, like, I just never considered myself like, um, a girl's girl. And I, I, I had an experience like in middle school where I was like, Oh, can never trust girls and I'll never have them as best friends. Right. But, and I'm sure we can, we all have experiences similar. Right. But, but to, to be shown in such a big way that my relationships with women are the some of the most important relationships I'm going to have and that they are sacred and I need to tend to them and care for them, even if they're new and they're basically strangers. Like it's important because as women, we have shared experiences, um, in so many ways. And I'm just like, I feel very, very lucky. Um, because, you know, we've created a space where people feel open enough to share their experiences. And so to kind of receive and listen to those oh, stories, I mean, Again, I don't I, take I, that I totally lightly whatsoever. With, with both of you. Um, I, this, I had the exact uh, experience when, when I was on the road as well last year. Um, although after 10 months, I didn't really miss it for a while. It took it took about maybe like a year later, which is now where I'm like, oh, I miss being on the road <laughs> where it was like, oh, yeah, that was that was a, an exciting thing. It was fun. But I, I love to be able to do uh, things where, where they're in person, where I can actually like see people and, and touch and connect and have people share their stories as well. And I, I think it's just it's a wonderful um, cultivation of connection that uh, you guys are cultivating and creating. So what is the, what is for, and for both of you, I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, in, in yoga, like we, we go on this, on this yogic journey, on this path to, to find our purpose and to find our, our voice as a leader, as a teacher, as a, as a yogi to, to spread our message or to be the light. And so in, in that journey, right, it's the journey of self-discovery and we practice yoga because it's the microcosm to the macrocosm, right? How we do anything on the mat is how we do everything in life, right? And I know plenty of yogis that have never practiced yoga, you know, like there's plenty of people out there who are, are just, they're just naturally doing that. They're just naturally connected to, their dharma or their purpose. This podcast is brought to you by Omega Power Creamer, the keto coffee creamer that provides high quality fats to your morning coffee. This easy to use all-in-one blendable creamer gives you the same benefits of keto coffee without the mess and the hassle. 
and it was also designed to make it super convenient and great for when you're on the go. A lot of you know that I travel so much and I always travel with my Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee and I always like to add either MCT oil or ghee and I like to blend it and I found this incredible product that combines all of those things in one. It has grass-fed ghee, organic fair trade, virgin coconut oil, MCT oil, and sunflower lecithin and it's completely sugar-free. Many of you know that I've struggled <laughs> with my sugar addiction and it's something that I've gotten really, really good about eradicating completely from my diet and I know that in the new year this is going to be super helpful and I'm really grateful that we were able to partner together to create a happier and healthier community. This creamer is easy to use. You just pour it into your coffee and you blend it up and it's ready to enjoy. There's four different flavors, original, vanilla, cacao, and cinnamon. And you can check out their website, powercreamer.com and use code RADLOVE1 for 10% off your first order. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. Um, I'm curious to hear from both of you what your message, what your personal message is and what your dharma is or what, what do you aspire it to be? It's so funny because this morning I was walking to my trash can outside of our apartment and I like threw our trash and like half of it missed and hit the ground. And I literally thought to myself, if that quote, how you do anything is how you do everything <laughs> is right. I am like a fucking mess because I literally think about, I thought about that three times today. I'm like, my shirt is like covered in stains. I'm like, just like, um, I just was like, oh, I hope that's not true. To that thing. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so on that front, cause I'm like, I do some shit really well and I don't do some shit well at all. But that's, but, but that's everything. But here's the thing. Like that's how I we do anything is how we do. Yeah. But that's the balance. And like, what is balance? Ah. So people always think like, oh, balance means that I have to like have everything in order. And balance means that I, I have to clock out at this time and then go get a massage and then apply it's time for self care. But balance, the word, ba- the Latin word for balance means balance to to balar, to dance, right? To dance. And Mm. so it's just a dance. I mean, that's all balance really is. So you're doing it right. Continue. Mm. Sorry for interrupting. I just had to validate you. Okay, good. Thanks. (laughs) I picked up the trash guys, just in case. So it was everywhere. I picked it up. Um, But I guess, or just when you were talking about that, for me, it's like, my, I hope that a lot of what I do in my life, and I hope that the person that I am, you know, that I feel lucky to be this, this soul in this body, um, it hasn't always been that way. And it's not always that way. But you know, for the most part, I do is someone that can give people permission. So whether that's giving people permission to not drink, um, whether that's giving people permission to um, quit their job and find a passion project that they love that they make into their career, or whether that's giving someone permission to dig a little bit deeper into, um, you know, their relationship with their body and where that came from, or just giving them permission to like be more of themselves and to laugh more and to be, um, bold and to be unafraid to say whatever it is on their mind. Um, I feel like the way that I was raised, the way I grew up, everything uh, up to this place has really given me kind of like a naivete where I don't really, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm enough, I'm unafraid to say whatever's on my mind and I'm unafraid to be myself and I'm unafraid to speak from the heart. And I feel so lucky for that reason. Um, and I really feel like our conversations in this podcast really allows me the opportunity to spread that message and to sort of stand in my light as much as possible, hoping, hoping that it encourages others to seek and to stand in theirs as well. Um, I think for me, it's always been about, I grew up kind of not trusting myself and, um, just always second guessing, I guess. And so there I go. Second guessing. Um, (laughs) but it's like really trusting, trusting in yourself, trusting in the process, trusting the timing of your life. I want things yesterday and I want to skip a few steps (laughs) You know, so um, I've just noticed, especially recently, where I think like my life's learning is patience. And that goes for, you know, creative processes, career, um, relationships, finding love. Like everything is asking me to be here now, you know, like be here now. Right now is wonderful and has so many um, lessons for you and opportunities and you have infinite potential in this moment instead of wishing that you were 10 steps from now or you could have done it differently. Just be here now and trust that everything's going to work out exactly as it should. Um, trust yourself to know that like um, you are enough right now. You know, like I, I always, it's hard in LA, like we're in the thick of like self-development city, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like everyone's a coach and reading this book (laughs) and going on this retreat and it's beautiful. And like, we are so in that world, but it's also very overwhelming. I'm like, so how can I improve today? Like it's, it's amazing, but on some days it could be super daunting. So just having a little grace like throughout all of it um, is also challenging. But yeah, I'd say trusting patience. Yeah. That's the lesson. (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot. And, uh, you know, apropos being in L.A., I mean, I grew up here, so I I get it, you know. Um, It's it's the mecca of (laughs) self-development. Like, I mean, that's why Paramanza Yogananda came here in the in the 1930s because his guru was like you have to go somewhere where people are really impressionable go to Hollywood and so (laughs) that's why you know he opened the self-realization fellowship here in Los Angeles because he's like where can I get people that are looking to improve themselves or wanting to be better and you know now here we are you know I, I I mean there's obviously other factors that are attributed to that but I think it's really, really interesting um, to be able to be in that space and and try and keep some sort of semblance of sanity and not have to be digging up all the shit that lives in your closet all the time, you know? Um, so what what do you guys do to turn it off, to turn that, that part off, not necessarily like you're turning Mm -hmm. off your wisdom center, 
But what is it that you guys do in order to to hit that reset button or to like, you know, Netflix and chill it out or, you know, whatever it is that you guys do to to unwind or to turn it off? That's what I call it. Yeah. I actually, I would love, I'm so, I, I would love to hear, you know, what your things are. Um, because I actually really struggle with this. You know, I, I enjoy working, I enjoy doing, and I, you know, I come from a family of doers. My mom, my entire life, like never chilled. You know, my family just isn't really a chill family. Our vacations are like boot camps. You know, it's just like, <laughs> we've, we've always been doers. So I don't really, you know, I've not been a good chiller. So sometimes I do find myself like, I'll, I literally will make myself watch the Kardashians because it helps me to really shut off because I'm just like so curious about the family or something like that. But as like a, a nice thing or like a PC thing, I do meditate daily. And that thing or that has changed my perspective completely and helped me slow down my doing a little bit or just try and live more in the flow rather than continuously pressing forward and continuously wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um and then baths, you know, I, I really like a good um, Epsom salt bath at the end of the day. Um, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, but most of the time I try to listen to nothing or be in silence. Um, and when I drive in my car, I'll listen to podcasts uh, a lot of times, but I'll try and actually listen or not have any music or audio on at all. Um, and that just really helps me to kind of track my thoughts and just kind of get a sense of like what's going on in my head because if at that time there's no music, no audio, it actually is just my thoughts. So I can kind of see what's going on rather than just like always consuming information or music or calls or stuff like that. So I'll try and find little pockets like in the car um, or in a bath or through meditation, which I do um, daily. Um, Yeah, this is a good question. I think I'm interested to learn more ways to kind of disconnect as well um, and step out of just kind of the craziness of like what we should be doing. But I try my best to get out and we're so lucky in LA to have kind of like nature right there. So I'm three miles from the ocean, whether it's just going down by the water and taking a walk or even getting in the water. Um, and then, you know, going on a hike, just getting out there and disconnecting, leaving my phone in the car, um, not needing to like track it on Instagram and all of that. Um, and then just like making sure that I'm, um, fanning the flame on other parts of me that want to, um, like be creative and just like come alive. So whether that looks like just writing, taking 20, 30 minutes to just like free write, or maybe that's filming like a silly sketch on my own, like, Mm -hmm. or singing or, um, you know, working with one of my like actor friends and just being like, Hey, come over. Like I have an hour. Do you want to like film something like just not being concerned with the audience or where it's going to go or whether anyone's going to see it or I'm going to make money from it. Just, Mm. um, allowing the creative energy to move through me instead of getting frustrated when I'm unable to express myself. Um, and that kind of takes me out of, um, out of kind of the everyday expectations, just kind of throwing a curveball and doing things that are a little bit out of the ordinary and weird um, that, that's helpful. Yeah. I'm always curious to, to ask this question to people that 
are that, that are doers or, or influencers or out there, you know, creating and constantly building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I find it so fascinating um, to to see the, the reality of what it really looks like. Like people just get to see the final product. They get to see a packaged podcast episode. They get to see a packaged product. They get to see just the end result, right? Like the filtered mm-hmm. image on social media. Like the whole thing is, you know, we we rarely get to see and, and some I think it's it's better now. Um more people are are talking about the the inner workings of of just life in general. And um so I'm always really curious as to as to what people do to sort of turn it off and I, I I like everything that you guys both said and I, I've definitely had my part in uh, participating in all of those things including the TV shows um, so so it's it's quite nice to be able to do those things that you um, you stop overloading your brain because we we're in a on we're not only an ocular society but we're constantly putting information in things are getting in like we're just constantly seeing I mean we're scanning as we're driving there's billboards and there's text messages and there's ads on the radio or there's you know everything is just onslaught info 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 and our brain just isn't developed to uh, integrate all of it so that's that's what causes this like prana depletion right so in yoga it's like it's the study of prana and prana is like your life vitality it's your life force and so in life, like typically we do things that are prana filling, like that gives you energy, like prana is like the force in Star Wars, I guess you could think about it in, in those terms. And all of the things that give you life, like, you know, Lindsay, you're talking about, you know, working on, uh, you know, creating content or like skits or doing something fun, right? With your, with your friends or, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking the, uh, Krista, you're, you know, disconnecting and like watching a TV show or like doing something where we feel like, okay, we just need to, to put prana back in. We need to put energy back into our body because we feel a little bit depleted. And I think that having those things is, is something so key, um, to be doing, especially now because we do live in a different age where it's like, there's news everywhere and there's notifications on your phone and there's like all of these things. And so, um, I, I find that for, for me, t- just turning everything off, like l- the computer is off, like disconnected from the outlet. My phone is off. Like those are the types of things where it's like if I want to watch a TV show, I have I, I, I lay in bed and I watch it without having the distraction of my phone because then we do that thing where we're watching television and then we have the phone. Right? Am I the only one? You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yes. (laughs) I'm like, fuck! I wanted to sit down and watch this like documentary on the cosmos, and then I'm like on fucking. I know. It's easier. I find it easier when I'm watching with someone because that they kind of ground me to be fully present. Present. Do you know what I mean? Like where I'm like, oh, I could be checking emails at the same time that I'm watching this documentary. Yeah, but then at that point, (laughs) but it takes. But that at that point, then you're doing something that's prana depleting. Then you're taking away. You're you're going right back into the cycle because we're fucking addicted, right? We're so addicted to the information intake. We're just addicted to it. That's just like, we're like info junkies, you know, like that's just part of, of what we do now. And so 
Um, I love that you said that because yeah, having another person there is absolutely grounding and I'd love to get your guys's opinion on this, but I interviewed, um, Simon Sinek. I've actually had, uh, I've talked to him a couple of times. You guys know who Simon Sinek is. He's, um, incredible, this incredible, like speaker, teacher, leader, uh, um, author. And I remember he said to me, uh, we don't get to decide when we're present. Like, we don't get to decide like all this, like, oh, I'm being present right now. We don't get to decide when we're present. We're present when we're in the service of others. Therefore, they get to decide if we're present. And I was like, mind blown, you know, because I'm like, oh, my God, that's totally true. Because I could say I'm present all day long, but am I really present? Who who gets to decide whether I'm present or not? If I'm present... Mm -hmm with somebody else. And it's exactly what you said about having another person there that's grounding you because that's exactly what's happening because you're in the, you're now in the presence of another human and you're in the service of them and their attention so that you're both creating this space of presence of acknowledgement. Right. What do you guys think of that? That one, that's so interesting. I, I, Definitely. It's funny because when we were talking, actually, I was like, you know what my way, way to fill back up if I'm thinking about it from a pranic perspective mm-hmm. or pranayama, no, not pranayama, but from like prana perspective is being in service. You know, mm-hmm. that's really how you could fill yourself up, you know, is by giving to others. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think as far as the presence thing, um, I would even think that it would be being by yourself would be, you know, being the most present. I definitely think there is a presence that is when you are in service, you know, so the act of giving energy to others you could receive from them may bring you into present. But I would think that a lot in our society, when people are hanging out, that they're not very present. It's almost like people hang out with other people because they feel like they have to, or um, they could still be at dinner on their phones, or, you know, they could be just kind of going through the motions. Like if I think about people that are at work or something like that, I don't think they're, they're really present. And I find that my moments of presence come at very random. You know, sometimes I, it's unexpected. Um, I definitely have to work on keeping presence. Um, but I find that when I'm alone and when I'm in meditation is, you know, when I feel like I am the most present with myself maybe not others, but definitely the most present with, with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Um, I go back and forth. I can be very present with myself and sometimes that's when like things come up and I'm too much in my head. So like, I, I mean, I love being alone, but I also do really love, um, being present enough to say, I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to do this. All I'm going to do is just be with you right now, you know, and not distract ourselves with too much, not distract ourselves with like a crazy activity or a, a, a packed schedule. And mm-hmm. I, maybe cause I don't have that as often right now in my life. So I kind of crave it, but it does help me to, um, filter through like what's important in my head and heart and what's not. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it helps me when others see in me what I'm not seeing in the moment. So maybe it's a little bit of a selfish presence, but, um, (laughs) 
you know, I just, it, it does help. It helps me to kind of knock myself back to presence. You know what I mean? Cause I could like live in my head and just be like, well, I'm not doing enough or I should be there or I should be doing this. And, and it helps me to have someone just like either listen or have a conversation or just recognize perhaps what's actually going on right now in this present moment. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like everything. I'm going to have what both of you guys are having, I think. Um, okay, so I I would love to just continue to chat with you guys all afternoon. And in fact, I hope to make it to one of your next events. So hopefully yes. that'll become a reality. And um, so I, I just have a couple more questions for you guys, um, too, in fact. And I'd love for you both to answer them. Um, the first one is... Uh, what advice, so this is, I'll have Krista answer first and then Lindsay and then we'll switch. What advice would you give your 15 year old self right now? Oh, my poor 15 year old self. Um, that was such a hard time for me, you know, just freshman year of college. Um, yeah, I think 15, yeah, yeah. 15, um, freshman year of college. Like I was really, I had no idea who I was. So I was really promiscuous at that time. And I was going through some like bullying stuff too, because I was slutting around. So, um, I would tell myself that it's okay. Like, I just would love to just sit myself down and just be like, it's okay. Like I felt different and I feel like I was just looking for validation from men because I felt really comfortable with guys like most of my whole life. So I was looking for it in the wrong ways. Um, and just to sort of like calm down, like prioritize what's right in life and just to really like start to journal and connect with myself and treat myself as a spiritual being because I wasn't doing that. And therefore I was you know, acting out and I just was kind of lost and I was just really unhappy and I was just felt like all over the place. So if I would have started to care for myself like a spiritual being by, you know, meditating or even not meditating at that time by eating well and by journaling and by treating myself in a better way, then, you know, I'd be so much further than I am today. But I just wish I could like even tell myself too that like it'll all be okay and everything will work out. Like, I would be so relieved to see myself right now if I was myself as a 15-year-old. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was also, I think for a lot of people, it's just a very transformative time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going through like some bully stuff and it was like in a very small environment. So it just felt so all encompassing. Like it just like took took over every part of my life. And, um, I guess I would say specifically to me at that age is that like, they don't have the power, you know, like every day I had a choice to wake up and, you know, step into my light and like, shine like I was supposed to shine and be kind and be curious. And I, at that time, just gave them all the power. You know, I I remember like even now just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, like I just felt so heavy. 
And I took that on. Like that was a choice to really take that on. Granted, I, I was 15, didn't have many tools, but like, I just like definitely lived in that space of like, there is no hope. No one likes me. You know, like I just, I couldn't see the light. So I think, you know, just telling her that like, you have a choice. They don't have to have the power. You one, it gets better. I mean, just to echo what Krista says, it gets better. Like everything's going to be okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, got through it. It's just like an interesting time to look back to it. Mm -hmm. 14, 15 is like these very important formative years. So like just now as a 31 year old, like going to therapy and like thinking about those moments and how they defined a lot of, mm -hmm. of who I am today, you know, which I'm grateful for. I actually think that bully in particular, I was like that girl in particular who you know, was going through a lot of pain in her life as well, has been one of my greatest teachers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's very, that's very wise. Uh, all right. Last, uh, ish question. Uh, Krista, what would your 95 year old self tell you now? Oh my God. <laughs> my 95 year old self is honestly going to be talking to me from Venus. So <laughs> she would literally be like, speaking in another language on a different planet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure she's just going to be like, she's probably going to be like, Oh, you thought you knew all the answers then, but like, look at you now. You know, I think I honestly, I think every year of my life, I'm like, I've got it going on. I know what's up. And like every year I'm like, I had no idea what's up. So I will definitely hopefully know what's up. Uh, when I'm 95, maybe I'll be living longer and maybe not, but, um, I will probably be like, you have so much to learn and maybe, you know, work less, enjoy more. I love, thank you. Lindsay, same question. 95 freaks me out to think about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> Do what Krista does. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, it's like literally same lesson. It's just like, be patient, mm -hmm. be patient. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yep. Everything's fine. It's happening in the perfect timing. And just because some people are experiencing what you want to experience before you have it does not mean that where you are is wrong or out of order. Like it's, it's good. And like, once you have it, it's like time expands. I can imagine like, obviously at this age, we're like, want to be with the person that we're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. Right. Or like some people feel that way. I kind of feel that way. I'm like tr coming to peace with all that. But it's like, I can imagine that like when I do meet that person, it's like time just expands. Then it's like, I don't know that I, I just feel like sometimes I'm living a little bit on a timeline and I, mm. I try to knock myself off of that, you know? So just be patient timing is perfect. Oh, that's, that's great. I love that. I love both of your 95 year old selves. Almost a hundred. Maybe the next one's <laughs> almost, a, almost a hundred. That's uh, the next pod. Almost a hundred. Yes. <laughs> so thank you both for, for obviously spending some time with me and for sharing mm -hmm. your, your beautiful wisdom and the things that you've learned. Um, I'm excited for 
what you guys have coming up and um, what you guys are doing with Podcast Pro. So before we finish the episode, I'd love for you guys to uh, tell the audience a little bit about what you guys are doing with Podcast Pro. Thank you. This is a delight. Um, So with Podcast Pro, your Podcast Pro, Lindsay and I uh, realized that when we created Almost 30 as a brand and as a podcast and as a community that there was no blueprint, you know, there was no resources to help us. There wasn't any guides. There wasn't any information on really how to do this and how to make podcasting a business or make events a business. Um, so we wanted to provide all the resources and information that we wish we would have had two and a half years ago when we started recording. Um, so your podcast pro is a course that we're launching in January that will help people ideate and then execute market and brand their podcast. And then, um, your podcast also has a bunch of downloadables, like a media kit for podcasters, uh, social media marketing tools, finding your voice document. So there's a lot of different things that people can use as tools to really help elevate, uh, their branded voice. Dang. Like dang, wait, but, sorry, were you gonna say something else? Not at all. That's awesome. I just want to say I'm real excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for everybody listening, they also have a gift for you guys, right? Yes. Yes. Woo-hoo. Um, we're giving away three podcast pro ebooks. Yeah! You get an ebook. And you, you get, get an, e-book. an ebook. And you get an ebook. I get so many people emailing me questions like, what did I do? And how did this? And I'm like, I am so excited. Tiffany, you sent this. So this is uh, uh, your your little uh, fairy guru that works with you guys. She sent me this program. And I was like, of course. Why have we not had this sooner? <laughs> like, this is amazing. So I'm really excited to share it with uh, all of you listeners and and just everybody I know. This is so incredible. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, so the final question is uh, pertaining to this podcast and why I created this, this, uh, this message. And it's about this idea that we are all... Um, radically loved by universe, God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. The idea is that the universe works for us and not against us. This is one of my core beliefs because I don't actually believe that I would be here if I didn't believe that. And so um, my question to you both is how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love? It's a beautiful question. I guess, like, my life is a reminder that I'm radically loved. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like sometimes things happen or like little things and I'm just like in awe of it. Um, And I just like can't believe, you know, it's just sometimes when I'm doubting, I'll get a reminder or um, I'll get a little note or I'll get a little something that just keeps nudging me on the right path. So Um, and almost 30 has been, you know, the biggest reminder of how radically loved I am and how, when you show up, good things happen. Um, but I hopefully can learn to radically love myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I definitely have been on a path to loving myself more and I try my best every day, but I think that, you know, finding a place where I am radically loving myself for every bit of me, um, is really the goal and, you know, hopefully will happen sometime before I'm 95. (laughs) Um, how do I feel radically loved? 
um, at least recently, you know, I just am always just like made to pause when I meet complete strangers who feel like we've known each other forever. And I think it's, it's like meeting each other kind of halfway. So like being open enough to receive them, but then also seeing in them like their purest, most true and loving intention helps to create just like this pulse of just like love back and forth, back and forth. Cause it's easy sometimes to just like default to, Oh, I wonder what they're thinking. Or do you think they like are judging me about this or vice versa, whatever it is. And I just, I'm, I'm in awe, like on this tour, just meeting complete strangers who feel like family and, um, and I didn't know that like I could hold space for that much love and it's really mm. beautiful. Um, and then how do I radically love? Um, I think as I get older, it just becomes more and more, um, apparent to me that like, no matter what I need to always just be truthful in how I love, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or, you know, putting love into my career, into my spirituality, into my health, like just not hesitating, you know, taking away that doubt, really trusting the feeling, like letting that feeling of, wow, I really love this person kind of be my compass. And then I move in that direction rather than dancing around the feeling because I'm afraid of how it's going to be received. So just going for it. Cause why the fuck not? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think like we're, we're lucky as humans. We're really designed to love. Um, so just trying to do that without, um, judging it. Oh, I love that. Where can people go for more information? Um, so people can visit almost30podcast.com to um, learn more about the tour, about events, um, you know, show notes from our show, just everything. And then yourpodcastpro.com is everyone's new hub for all things podcasting. You know, even if, if you have an idea or whether you've already started your podcast and you need just kind of a little up-leveling, um, wherever you are in your process... Uh, we're so proud truly like I can honestly say we're just so proud of this space that we're creating it's supportive um, we've been there and we want people to um, learn from where we've been and just hold people's hands just to get them going because everyone you know people have voices they have ideas they want to elevate what they have to say what others have to say so podcasting is just such a as you know an incredible space to do that so we'd love to and we'd be honored to help you with that Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for, for doing this and for being here and for everything that you guys have done, for all the valuable content that you guys have created and for all the lessons that you've learned in the service of us, your listeners. Um, thank you so much for, for everything. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so fun. I love I love when you laugh too. It's cute that you said you <laughs> like when we laugh because we like when you laugh. <laughs> Laugh, good laugh knows a good laugh. That's it. 
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good, and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life. For more information, go to radicallyloved.com or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.